This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 4, verse 12, it says, Indeed, the Word of God is living and effective, sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating even between soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and able to discern reflections and thoughts of the heart. Yes, the Word of God is living and effective today in my life and in yours. And that's the very reason why I'm offering this weekly podcast where I reflect upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. So now, please join me on Faith Moments with Dina Marie as we break open the Word of God together, inviting His Word to change our lives forever. Welcome to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, a weekly podcast to proclaim and to ponder our Sunday Mass readings. Well, we are entering into the fifth Sunday in ordinary time, still a few more weeks before we move into a new season, the season of Lent. So this is a really beautiful time to continue to listen to those weekly readings, but also during the week and unpack what the church really wants us to hear as we are in this time called ordinary time. I like to begin the program with a prayer, and I've been using this prayer book for all occasions from the Basilica of the National Shrine in Washington, D.C. There's a lot of prayers in here. Many of them are Marian prayers because the shrine is dedicated to the Immaculate Conception. And coming up in February, a beautiful feast day for Our Lady is Our Lady of Lourdes. Now, some of you may have had the privilege to travel to Lourdes. I have not. I know of many people who have traveled to Lourdes for many different reasons, obviously to go on pilgrimage. What we know about Lourdes, the very, very simple short story is Our Lady of Lourdes showing herself in the church-approved apparition to Bernadette, Saint Bernadette, and the healing waters that sprang forth as Bernadette is, is digging in the dirt and the mud, and she's getting herself all muddy, and everybody thought she was crazy, but but she saw Our Lady, the Immaculate Conception. And that's where we get that word again uh, in a more present time to our history is I am the Immaculate Conception. And maybe you've seen the beautiful film, The Song of Bernadette. There's been several movies made over the years of Our Lady of Lourdes or about St. Bernadette. And so I wanted to open this time in prayer and just offer this prayer to Our Lady of Lourdes, especially for those of you who may be suffering physically, emotionally, spiritually in, in your own body, mind, or spirit, or a loved one, whether it's your spouse, your child, your parent that may be suffering at this time, let's call upon Our Lady of Lourdes to intercede for us. So let us pray in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O ever immaculate virgin, mother of mercy, health of the sick, refuge of sinners, comforter of the afflicted, you know my wants, my troubles, my sufferings. Look with mercy on me. By appearing in the grotto of Lourdes, you are pleased to make it a privileged sanctuary whence you dispense your favors, and already many sufferers have obtained the cure of their infirmities both spiritual and corporal. 
I come, therefore, with complete confidence to implore your maternal assistance and intercession. Obtain, O loving mother, the grant of my requests. Through the gratitude of your favors, I will endeavor to imitate your virtues, that I may one day share your glory. Amen. Our Lady of Lourdes, pray for us. Saint Bernadette, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Lady of Lourdes, I know a few people who have special uh, celebrations on that feast day for their own anniversary. And so we just are grateful to Our Lady present in our lives to remind us of the healing power of Jesus Christ. In this fifth Sunday in ordinary time, we get to hear about the call, the call from God, the call from Jesus Christ, both in the old, the new, and in the gospel today. So our, our first reading comes from the book of Isaiah, chapter six, verses one and two, and then verses three through eight. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. In the year King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord seated on a high and lofty throne, with the train of his garment filling the temple. Seraphim were stationed above. They cried to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. All the earth is filled with his glory. At the sound of that cry, the frame of the door shook, and the house was filled with smoke. Then I said, Woe is me, I am doomed, for I am a man of unclean lips living among a people of unclean lips. Yet my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, holding an ember that he had taken with tongs from the altar. He touched my mouth with it and said, See now that this has touched your lips. Your wickedness is removed, your sin purged. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? Here I am, I said. Send me. The word of the Lord. Our responsorial psalm comes from Psalm 138. In the sight of the angels, I will sing your praises, Lord. I will give thanks to you, O Lord, with all my heart. For you have heard the words of my mouth. In the presence of the angels, I will sing your praise. I will worship at your holy temple and give thanks to your name. In the sight of the angels, I will sing your praises, Lord. Because of your kindness and your truth, for you have made great above all things your name and your promise. When I called, you answered me. You built up strength within me. In the sight of the angels, I will sing your praises, Lord. All the kings of the earth shall give thanks to you, O Lord, when they hear the words of your mouth, and they shall sing of the ways of the Lord. Great is the glory of the Lord. In the sight of the angels, I will sing your praises, Lord. Your right hand saves me. The Lord will complete what he has done for me. Your kindness, O Lord, endures forever. Forsake not the work of your hands. In the sight of the angels, I will sing your praises, Lord. Our second reading is the first letter to the Corinthians from St. Paul, chapter 15, verses 1 through 11. 
I'm reminding you, brothers and sisters, of the gospel I preached to you, which you indeed received and in which you also stand. Through it, you are also being saved. If you hold fast to the word I preached to you, unless you believed it in vain. For I handed on to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the scriptures, that he was buried, that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the scriptures, that he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve. After that, Christ appeared to more than 5,000 brothers at once, most of whom are still living, though some have fallen asleep. After that, he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. Last of all, as to one born abnormally, he appeared to me. For I am the least of the apostles, not fit to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace to me has not been ineffective. Indeed, I have toiled harder than all of them. Not I, however, but the grace of God that is with me. Therefore, whether it be I or they, so we preach and so you believed. The word of the Lord. Our gospel comes from Luke chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. While the crowd was pressing in on Jesus and listening to the word of God, he was standing by the lake of Gennesaret. He saw two boats there alongside the lake. The fishermen had disembarked and were washing their nets. Getting into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, he asked him to put out a short distance from the shore. Then he sat down and taught the crowds from the boat. After he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and lower your nets for a catch. Simon said in reply, Master, we have worked hard all night and have caught nothing, but at your command, I will lower the nets. When they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their nets were tearing. They signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. They came and filled both boats so that the boats were in danger of sinking. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at, his, at the knees of Jesus and said, Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For astonishment at the catch of fish they had made, they had made seized him and all those with him. And likewise, James and John, the sons of Zebedee, who were partners of Simon. Jesus said to Simon, do not be afraid. From now on, you will be catching men. When they brought their boats to the shore, they left everything and followed him. The gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So we get to hear in these three readings today, a call and this call from God and a reminder that we're all called to serve in some way. We're all given the gift of life. We're given a particular gift, a particular mission. And 
so we go back to Isaiah and get to hear about his feeling of unworthiness. And we have experienced in reading the Old Testament, this idea that the ancient people had that if you saw God, you would immediately die, you know? And so I think when when uh, Isaiah says, woe is me, I am doomed, that he is seeing God, he's feeling like, oh my goodness, this is, this is it for me. But how amazing to have this experience for Isaiah that he, he sees the Lord seated on a, a lofty throne, you know, this train garment filling the temple. And then he sees and hears and experiences the angels and the smoke. If we think about adoration, you know, this really gives me this reflection of the beauty of adoration and something like a Holy Thursday, when we have the incense and we have the procession of the Eucharist around to a place of repose and we honor the Lord in the Holy uh, Eucharist. And, and we have the the, the incense and we see the smoke rising above, you know, to the angels. And we can just visualize in our, in our mind's eye that the angels always see the face of God and the angels are proclaiming, you know, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts to be reminded that in the presence of God is the Lord of hosts. He is holy. And Isaiah recognizes his unworthiness. He recognizes his weakness. The angel comes and touches his tongue with, can you imagine, <laughs> touches his tongue with these embers. And, and what he says is your wickedness has been removed, your sin purged. And the only thing that we have that we, that has not been given to us by God. If we're trying to think about what could I give God, you know, everything that we have and who we are is given to us by God, but our sin. So if we're able and willing to relinquish our sins to God, what a gift that is. And Isaiah is recognizing his weakness, his frailty, his complete dependence upon God, because God is calling him. And what does God say? Whom shall I send? Who will go for us? And Isaiah says, here I am, send I. He knows he's not worthy but he does know that he's chosen. He does believe in the Lord. He's recognized the presence of the Lord. Here I am, send me. And the question that I have to ask myself, I invite you to ask yourself is, have you given the Lord your sins? Have you responded to be purged, to have that hot ember touch the most intimate part of your soul and to say here, Lord, here are my sins. I am ready for whatever mission you have for me today, today in my marriage, in my ministry, at school, at work with my children, wherever, particularly in your vocation, because that's how the Lord is calling you to holiness.
Give me your sin. That's the thing that we carry that God didn't give us. He didn't give us the sin, but he is able to absolve us from those sins, particularly in the beautiful sacrament of reconciliation confession. Here I am, send me. In the sight of the angels, I will sing your praises, Lord. That's the psalm. And what it reminds me of is the beauty of adoration. I get a lot of email updates from a lot of parishes in the community and a Holy Redeemer Parish in Vancouver just sent a big email blast out. They've just received a new monstrance and the parish I believe has been, you know, really working hard to have an adoration chapel and the financial part of raising money and putting the community together. They've been very excited about this project. And now the, the monstrance has arrived and, and the different steps will happen to the opportunity to come at a more regular basis at this parish for adoration. And, you know, when we enter into that adoration chapel, no matter how big or small, it doesn't matter the size of the adoration chapel. What matters is you are putting yourself in the presence of the Lord and in the presence of the angels, your angel, your guardian angel, the angels of that parish, the angels of that community, the angels of your neighboring parishioners, they are seeing the face of God and you're joining them and you're opening up your heart to the Lord in a very powerful moment with adoration. So that, that phrase, and I think the Psalms are really beautiful companions to us, particularly when we go to a time of adoration, to praise the Lord, to give thanks to the Lord, to just really be soaked in the Lord's presence. The letter from St. Paul to the Corinthians, again, he talks about his, his weakness uh, I am not, I am the least of the apostles. I'm not fit to be called an apostle. But what I love uh, that St. Paul wrote here is, but by the, by the grace of God, I am what I am. You know, everything that I am able to do or to experience or to share is through the grace of God. It's not because I have some great wisdom. It's not because I have a PhD on the wall or I've gone through this class or I've read this book or I've, I've put together this podcast. No, it doesn't really matter. What matters is the grace of God and our willingness to participate and to allow the grace of God to work through. And his grace to me has not been ineffective. You know, Paul's pretty confident. Hey, I have allowed the Lord and this is what we're all called to do is allow the Lord to work through me because we all have our frailties. We have our weaknesses. St. Paul said, I persecuted the church of God. You know, we've had many, many stories over the years and many saints have been declared saints who were anti-Christs, who were against God at one point, who were atheists, let's say. And through a conversion process, through a willingness to, to turn their sins over to the Lord and to recognize and believe in God, they have become a follower and a lover of Jesus Christ, just like St. Paul. And by the grace of God, this is how I am to be. That's how I am able to respond to the call by the grace of God.
beautiful story in the gospel of St. Luke. And we first hear of Jesus. I love, you know, those of us who are in communications, we love how do we best utilize the space we have to communicate to the greatest number of people. And so here's Jesus at the lake. The people are listening and they're really enjoying hearing the Lord. And then he sees that there's a boat and so I guess his little mind said, oh, hey, if I get in the boat, I push out a little bit, more people will be able to hear me. I'll be able to project a little bit louder. And so there's probably an ulterior motive right here that he goes into the boat of Simon Peter and he uses his boat to distance himself out and put himself out into the crowds to speak and to continue to be heard. He is able to continue to proclaim the word. And this is just in a normal fishing day. So the men of the boat are doing what they've done every day, probably for as long as they've been little guys out in the evening, trying to catch as many fish as they can so that the next day they can go to market and try to turn that fish into some sustenance for their family and to be able to provide for their family. And these fishermen didn't catch a thing. My dad, he, he loves to fish. And ever since I was a kid, he would always go out to, you know, uh, the river, the Sandy river or Oxbow park. And, and most of the time he would come back and not catch a fish, but there was the thrill of going out into the woods and be able to be out by the river and, and all of that. But these fishermen, they needed to have a catch and they didn't have a catch. And then Jesus comes into their boat. Then he says, Hey, uh, put, put out deep in the water and put your nets back out. And for the fishermen, that really doesn't make a lot of logical sense because they wouldn't have normally caught fish during that time of the day where they should have been catching the fish was at night. Master, we've worked hard all night and have caught nothing. But at your command, we will lower the nets. And just be a person in the boat for a moment and think about the fishermen are in their, their comfort zone. This is what they know. They know the water, they know the land, they know what to expect. They know if we do this much effort, we're going to get this much in return. And they know probably that there's going to not get certain amounts for a while, but they've figured out how to, how to survive. And their world is being pierced by something different, someone different that is going to call them to get out of their comfort zone and to maybe think of things in a different way. And so when they follow the illogical invitation by the master, Jesus, they catch a great number of fish, so many that their nets are tearing and they've got to call their partners, you know, over like, and they're probably looking to see something's happening to their boat. And all of a sudden they're filled with abundance. They didn't expect that. It's not part of how they would catch fish, but they are in the midst of the Lord. 
just like an adoration, you are in the presence of the Lord. His grace is wrapped around you. And it's in that moment for Simon Peter that he's in this moment of, of recognizing something beyond the here and now. This is more than just me in a boat with my friends and this man and I'm catching fish. There's something supernatural. There's something spiritual about what is happening here. He can't quite explain it, but he recognizes his weakness. He recognizes his sinfulness, doesn't he say? Depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man, is what the gospel says. And they were astonished. They recognized something bigger is happening here. And certainly something bigger is happening here. These men are being called to be apostles of Jesus Christ, to be the first to spread the good news. And so we see the call of James and John and Simon and probably Simon's brother, Andrew, if he was in the boat with him, most likely. From now on, you will be catching men. And they brought their boats to the shore and they followed him. They recognized something different happening here. And, and I'm part of that. And I don't understand it. I don't, I'm not worthy. I'm a sinful man. But they were willing to move forward with the Lord and to follow him and to take that heart that has just been touched to the core with God's grace and love to say, okay, I'm going to recognize there's a God of surprises. Because we have this idea that the Jews had this idea in their minds. This is what the Messiah is going to do. This is what the Messiah uh, should look like. He's going to act this way and have this type of an army. And we're going to fight this particular way. But the Messiah didn't enter into the world like the people thought. Although he fulfilled all of the prophecies that we read about in the Old Testament. But he is a God of surprises and God encounters us like he did it with Isaiah, like he did with St. Paul, like he did with the men, the fishermen. He encounters us in our daily lives, in our daily work, in our own environment and calls us to holiness, calls us to become who he created us to be, not in sin and not to stay in the sinfulness of our lives, but to give him the sin, to give him our whole lives and to follow his way, the way, you know, that became the way Christians would call one another was to follow the way we're following the way of Jesus. This is how Jesus taught. This is how he gave an example of sacrificing for one another, of love, of compassion, So are we ready to recognize and then to respond to the God of surprises in my life today, in the busyness of my life? If I commute to work every day, if I work from home, if my kids are doing 
this type of schoolwork from home or at school, if we have got a ministry we're doing, whatever, if I've got to work on housework, clean the garage, whatever it is, the Lord wants to find you where you are at. And then to take you out of that comfort zone and to put you to work into cleaning up, giving the Lord our sins and to be like Simon Peter following to his falling to his knees and saying, depart from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man, but we cling to the Lord. Simon Peter learned to cling to the Lord. St. Paul learned to cling to the Lord. Isaiah sharing the message of God in the work that he would do, being persecuted, being ridiculed, but we did the work that the Lord called us to do. And that's different for each and every one of us. We each have a different role to play. We each have a different call, but it's listening to the Lord. And one of the ways, one of the most beautiful ways that we can do that is just listening to those um, Psalms in the sight of the angels. I will sing your praises, Lord, to put ourselves in a time of adoration. Look at your local parishes in your area. Where's the adoration chapel present? How do you get in? Spend some time in adoration of the Lord. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Our Lady of Lourdes, pray for us. St. Bernadette, pray for us. Have a great week as we continue in this time of February, and I hope you have a special feast of Our Lady of Lourdes. I'll look forward to talking with you again next week. You have been listening to Faith Moments with Dina Marie, reflections upon the liturgical scripture readings for the Sunday Mass. New podcast episodes are released weekly through the generous support of Mater Dei Radio. To learn more about Faith Moments with Dina Marie, visit me online at dinamarie.org. That's dinamarie.org. May you have a blessed week. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.